You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I want to talk about briefly, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do want to mention um, halacha in Pidyan Abed. And it's a sad halacha, and it's, it's connected to what we were talking about when the mitzvah of Pidyan Abed kicks in kicks in after the child has lived a complete 30 days, so it would be on day 31. So I would like to show you the words of the tour in Simon Shinhei and Yoridea. Now, let's read it together. Um, Im no adlo if this, the you can see in the child that he has the signs of a trefa, the Gemara Nahulin speaks about what they are: various internal injuries, various problems that can be discovered that lend us to say that this is not going to be a person who's going to live even though sometimes they definitely live longer. In fact, there's an opinion that says the trefa can even live more than a year. Yet, that is a certain type of life that we do not consider significant. And if the child develops that within 30 days, there is no mitzvah of pidyon aben. Afilu man aroch. Even if the child lives longer, no, no mitzvah bed. I mean, you're waiting. It's a death watch. You're waiting for the child to die. But he becomes a trefa. The mitzvah never really kicks in. Even though um, he dies on, and he made it to the 30th day, he was alive. Yeah. He's alive now. Let's do pidyon aben. No, we're not. And of course, if he dies, you don't do Pinyin Aben. And if the Kohen took the money on a child that we now realize was a trefa, we discover he was a trefa, perhaps, and the child, the, money, the Kohen has to give them back. Now, here's the interesting halacha that I thought. If the child dies after 30 days, and which the post can explain mean, and he wasn't a trefa. He becomes a trefa afterwards. He develops the disease only later. And it's only later, Nebuch, that the child dies. SIDS, or perhaps it wasn't he developed any disease. They discover the child death from, dead from crib death. But they haven't done Pidyan Aben yet. Maybe because the child had some issues. And for some reason, they were busy. So Pidyan Aben hadn't been done. They're waiting for a Kayan. And now it turns out that the child has died. Look at this. He lived, he wasn't a trefa. And on the 30th day of his life, the 31st complete day, the, in other words, he lived the 30 days, and that was on that day that he would be chayiv, he was chayiv already. So therefore, even though the child is dead, sorach litain l'koen amos. You still have a mitzvah to do. You still owe on this on this corpse. 
you still need to do pidyon. So therefore, okay. Now, that is the tour. In the Shulchan Aruch, when this is quoted, here's the Shulchan Aruch. And uh, I copied it from the Bariwan, so there's a lot of uh, X's and squiggles and stuff that, that's connected to all the different Mepharshim that are on the, on the Shulchan Aruch. But this is what the Machaber writes. Im, um, Im nasit treifa, let's read it. Im nasit treifa, kodem sha'ovra lavfo shemyo, eno chai bepidyon. Vafil hiktim enosim lakohen apidyon, even if you do it in advance, it has to be given back. And I'm saying, even if you gave it to him and then you discovered he was a treifa from before, and that, you know, the doctors say this kid was a treifa even before, then the coin would still give the money back. This parenthesis is the Ramah. The tour. The Shulchan Aruch did not quote that halacha. The Ramah did, based on the tour. Why the Shulchan Aruch left it out, I don't know. However, the Lavush obviously quotes it, and. The Levush explains, because the Tzipasim says, Ach, Ach says that even if he lives past 30, but since he became a trefa before, there's no mitzvah of Pinyin Aben. Does this include um, even if it's correctable? The whatever the... Well, this gets into a question about what trefa is. And, you know, whether Trefa has changed from the time of Chazal to now. But let's assume that it can't. He's going to die. Let's just assume that. Just, there are some kids that last. But what I found incredible was, this is brach, weird bracha number one. You're making a bracha, as he says here, You got to make a bracha. You're making a bracha al pidyon aben, and of course, the child's not even alive. But you're making that bracha because the coin was owed the money. The kedusha is somehow still here in the corpse. You've maybe buried the the child already. And he, he says, well, "So the mace doesn't have to be present." Right, the child doesn't have to be present to do pidyon aben. But the Levush says, You don't, that far you don't go. Shachiyonu you can't make because now that you're doing it, it, the death hovers over it. Shachiyonu you don't make. There is a, um, uh, on this statement about the Shachiyonu, I, I should tell you that there is a discussion about, and I'm going to show that to you as well, talking about the weird bracha. We'll, we'll go to the Orach HaShulchan who makes it easy. 
This was called my page of fodder, my Pidyon Aben fodder page. And I want to show you that um, here's the Archashul. It's based on the Nosei Kehum, the Shulchan Aruch, but he puts it in a very concise way. As he says, he's a trefa in Ochaya, and he adds a couple of points here. How about, I feel like he's Suffolk trefa. <laughs> Let's say the doctors aren't sure. The doctors say, well, we're not sure about this membrane thing. We're not sure exactly if he can live or not from it. Hmm. So he's sort of a Suffolk trefa. So, you don't owe the Kohen the money because on the Tzad that the baby's a Trefa, there's no Did Pinyin Abed. So, therefore, you don't have to give him. However, if the baby makes it till 12 months, then you have you should be po to him. But let's say it's a Vadai Trefa. We know he's got the signs that the Gemara says the, the brain membrane has been pierced, and yet the kid is still alive. Even if he lives more up until a year, it doesn't make a difference. You don't, there's no din pidyin abed. Also, he says, if it's a suffix trefa, that you gave the money to the Kohen, the Kohen can say, I'm not giving it back, because you know what? I say your kid's not a trefa. The doctors aren't sure. He's sort of a 50-50 trefa. 50-50 trefa, Cohen's going, here the kid is sick. I don't think it back to you. Of course, if I trade, you have to give him back. But as he says, even after death, the Archashulchan, just like the Ramah, and just like everyone else says, you have to do pidgin. And you make the pidgin, but you don't make shechion. But he says, what about the fact, the Archashulchan says, what about that? It's a mitzvah. Our mitzvah of Shechiano, right? The mitzvah you should make shechion for. But you got to have some simcha. You gotta have some simcha. The Levush said, How can you even say that? What a terrible time it is. But you did a mitzvah. You're doing a mitzvah. The kid's dead, but you did the mitzvah. He says, Kibin Shemes, there's no simcha. Now, the Archashokhan asks a question. What about, we know, the Gemara says, if your father dies and leaves you an inheritance, you make a shachianu. How can you make Shekhyonu according to the Lavush? Your father is dead and you're making Shekhyonu with tears in your eyes? So he says, awesome. He says, um, there, the, it's because you got money. So you make Shekhyonu, you're not happy he's dead, but now you can pay your mortgage. But he says here, what about in this case? Listen to this case. How about your son who's been sick has died, right? Right? He was he becomes a trade for after he already for 30 days. And for some reason, um, you didn't do Pidyan Aben. But he was Chayv in Pidyan Aben. And you've divorced your wife. She died. She predeceased your son. And now she was an inheritor because she, let's say, inherited big time. She was an only child. She inherited from her father. Who's her inheritor? 
the only heir she has is is the orphan is, is is the orphan child that she left that outlives her by a little bit. And now that child dies. Now the husband has the Yerusha. <laughs> so he says, he says, you're not going to make Shechayonu there. He says, if your father dies, despite how terrible it is, that's the way of the world. Because that's what happens. The Pasuk says, But this way, even in this weird case, no Shechayonu, but you will make the bracha. So that is weird case number one. Let's talk about weird case number two. Weird case number two is not really connected to the parsha, but it's maybe if you if you want to say about the ketores, which of course gave out a smell and started to save people in this week's parsha. But this was a question, as you can see, this is a, a nice alone that comes out of Eretz Yisrael. It's called Shmaita Mikto, deep, deep. Uh, um, Analysis of halachic issues. What's the question? A chola corona, someone who had the corona uh, um, virus, but lost his sense of taste. Is he putter from birchas hanenet? So Sheila, you were ta- you were saying that you uh, before uh, Dr. Kogan joined us, you were saying that you knew somebody who was speaking about, I know her too, about that going through having the corona and losing your sense of taste, right? Right, and that she could still taste salt, but that's the only thing she could taste. But that that's the way it is. Now, um, you also could lose, as he says here, you, know, you can lose not only your sense of taste, but he yes, says, no. they lose their sense of smell. So now the question is, would they make brochos over food? And would they make the brocha, especially the Saturday night brocha of Havdola of Barmanib Summit? So you have someone who's, you know, he's, he's, he's soldiering on with the coronavirus, but he's lost his sense of smell. Does he make a brocha of Barmanib Summit or not? So here is the uh, sources that this. Uh, the editors of this journal of this uh, alone bring and it's from those sources that I sort of collected them uh, over here Brachas Basama for non-smellers so let me show that to you so it starts with So it starts with the tour. We're talking about weird brachas. So we've done weird bracha number one. Here's weird bracha number two. Can you make the bracha barmine besamim if you can't smell? Right? So one of the students of, of Alfasi, a very early Rishon, Ephraim, Rabbeinu Ephraim, he says, If a person has lost his sense of smell, then he can't make that bracha. Now, what about the fact that he's making Abdullah for his family? He's making Abdullah for his family. Hmm. Maybe he can make a barmine besamim because the family is the father, whoever it is, makes Abdullah for everyone. So maybe he can make Abdullah for 
them. Okay, that's fine. And then he takes the Besamim holder and he makes this bracha. And even though he can't smell it, because clearly when he puts it to his nose, he doesn't feel anything. But he can't even be motzi his family. So Rabbein Ephraim asks, what about Kiddush and Abdullah? If you make Kiddush and Shul, or if you ate before, you can still come home, and you, and you can make you can make Amotzi again. So he says, that's because those are Chova. That's because those are a Chova. Those are a Chova. So even though, now listen to what I'm going to explain. Even though it's Amotzi, Lechem, and Aretz, and here's the principle. If you're not eating, you can't make Amotzi for someone else. Now, Let's say we're all eating together. I'm eating, you're eating. Even though you know the brach of hamotzi, so you can make hamotzi. I can make hamotzi for you. But if I'm not eating, and I'm just making it for you, it doesn't work. Even if you're a person who doesn't know how to make a bracha. Because when can I make a bracha for you? That's, that's where it has to do with a mitzvah of, uh, uh, let's say, tkiah shofar. You go to a nursing home and blow shofar and the, the men and women can't make the bracha, you make the bracha for them. Because even though you heard shofar and shol, you have a mitzvah along, you have a mitzvah of arvus. They have a mitzvah, you have a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to eat bread, to eat a suda on Shabbos. And therefore, even though you've had your suda and you don't have that mitzvah anymore, you can make the bracha for them. But getting besamim on, on getting besamim for Saturday night is only a minug. It's a minug to get besamim. So therefore, you don't have to you don't have to waste time if you don't have it. And therefore, what it is is it's 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 like eating a, it's like eating an apple. It's like getting enjoyment. So if you, as the person who can't smell, can't make the bracha for yourself because you're not getting enjoyment from what's in your hand because you can't smell the thing. The same thing is true, so you can't make the bracha for anyone else. So if you have a person who can't, who, who is not able to smell, either through corona or, and we'll see maybe there are other reasons why you, you've lost your sense of smell, you can't make the besamim bracha. That's according to Rabbeinu Ephraim. Now the Torah quotes Rabbeinu Ephraim, but he says, V'lo nihira. I don't agree with it. Because we know you are able, even on a weekday, to make hamotzi for everybody in the house. Even though you're not eating for them. And he says, my father told me that as well. My father, the Rosh. It sounds like his father told him that even someone who can't smell can make a bracha. But, because there's other people there. In other words, the Rosh agrees that you can't make a, a besamim if you don't smell even though it's on Saturday night and it's part of the tekes, it's part of the religious experience of getting the besamim box. But if you can't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, you don't sense it. If it doesn't do anything, it doesn't tingle your, your, your nose at all and it does nothing for you, then you can't make that bracha. If you have other people there, yes. Rabbeinu Ephraim says, even with other people, you can't do it. Those are the two, those are the, but there's a third opinion. What's the third opinion? The third opinion is quoted by the Beis Yosef. I'll show it to you right here. The third opinion is from the Orchas Chaim, Rav Asher of Lunil. Rav Asher of Lunil says the following. 
יש אומרים שאבו בישענו ננה מריח, מבורך. שאבו בישענו ננה מרגיש בריח. Even though you don't actually smell it, like everyone else does, he says, it, some Macau creates a reaction. Why? She'eno, I'm sorry, you don't, what's the, what's, I'm sorry, it doesn't have a reaction. Hano yeshlo, you have an, it, it benefits you. Shemachazik rosho begufo. Somehow, those, uh, those sweet smelling, interesting smelling things, somehow get into your body and change your body. Somehow strengthen your head, and even though you didn't smell it, it can change you. That is what the Orchaz Chaim writes. So according to that, you can make a brachi, but you can't smell. Here's our second word. Here's our second weird bracha of the night. I'm making bourbonet besamim, and I can't smell a thing. And I can still make the bracha. Right? Weird bracha number two. Now, one of the most interesting tshuvas uh, for him that we have is the Sefer Alochos Katanos. Hilchos Katanos, or Lochos Katanos. So he was Ramesha Chagiz. He wrote very short chuvas, and they were chuvas that, that were not exactly accepted by all. But in the hundreds of years that he, since he's passed away, he always shows up as an interesting opinion. Rav Moshe Chagiz. So this is what he says. He says... Even though we're saying a person doesn't sense the smell, he could be somehow affected. What about, look what he says, I know what this is, because even before Corona, and, and you can hear it on my shiurim, on the podcasts, you can hear me, I'm doing this a lot, right? You hear me sniffing. I have not been able and a lot of times I can't smell because I know there's something, my sinuses are stuffed. Something is stuffed inside, right? I can always uh, exude. I'm not going to do it here on camera. But I can always exude something, some mucus and stuff that, that's in there. So he says, if there's mucus in there stuffing it up, you can't make the bracha. Why? Because there's an otem. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's, the, there's the closed area is not going to allow, he says, the reach to go to the brain. Even the Ruchos Chaim says that somehow there's a capacity the rabbis knew about that spices have to somehow get into your brain, even though you've lost, you're a person who's lost for some other reason, the sense of smell depends why. If you've lost your sense of smell because there's some sort of um, uh, brain function that stopped, it's one thing. But if the passages are there, then there is a tzad to make a bracha bar-minei Because in a way, it did do something for you. But if your nose is stuffed up, if it's not corona, it's that you just have a, 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 a steady sinus buildup that you can't smell anything. So he says over there, if that's the way it is, there you can't make a bracha. Because he says, he says it's similar. He says the people who, who lost their sense of smell are people, for example, who are eunuchs, people who don't have any, who are shooting blanks, right? 
but they can definitely produce seed, but they don't have the inner thing. So this is called a totaran. A totaran doesn't have the ability to smell. But the tzinorot are ptuchim. The, 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 the valves, the pipes are open. And therefore you could say that the smell helps. Well, the molecules get into your nose, whether you whether you you are aware of it or not. They're there, whether you smell them or not. Right. So, but if a person he's saying if a person is totally stuffed up, he's then then it might block the molecules from actually getting inside. Are the are the molecules getting through the nose up into the brain? No, they're getting into the nose into, and then there's a is open to the bloodstream and then they get in the bloodstream and then to the brain or to the nerves. So the nerves sense it. It gets into the bloodstream is what I believe would happen. So you would say, Richard, that even a person with a very stuffed sinus, according to this, could also make the brocha because it somehow, no, no. it does. That might actually block the absorption, but someone who can't smell, their their those molecules are still going in. So they could still be getting a benefit. They're just not getting the benefit of smell. Yeah. So I could see a person who cannot smell can still might have to say the bracha because the molecules are still going in his system and giving him that benefit. It's just it's not getting the overt benefit of him. He doesn't. He doesn't have the experiential thing, which is really what, which is really what the uh, the um, Rav Moshe Chag says. He says, what about if a person, um, if it's not about smelling. What about if a person takes a medication that just makes him, he gets a back rub and he feels great? What about if he, if, if he, if he puts some on him, tovim on him? So is he going to make a bracha also? Is he going to make a bracha for, because his body feels stronger? He says, okay, is, bracha for a placebo? Is, isn't the bracha on the, the, the experience, the experience of smelling something? He says the same way there's a taste experience. There's also a smell experience. And he, therefore, he says, it's difficult, the Orachas Chaim Svara, that you can make a bracha even though you don't smell it exactly, is a very difficult Svara. He says, the only thing maybe you could say is that it's a mystical thing. The Gemara says in Brochos that smell is something that only the neshama gets hana from. Yeah, doesn't that restore your neshama? That's what. Right, so that's what he says. That's exactly what he says here. So that's why we smell is because of the neshama yaseira. So basically, it has to do with a neshama connection. That the neshama gets it and the body doesn't. If that's what it's about, maybe there is a a rationale. But it would seem that if somebody does have uh, afflicted by this corona situation and he can't smell, there would be a problem. And as, I'm, I'm happy Moshe is here now because I can quote Chocham Avadia and his son, and he says that if there's somebody who can't smell, for whatever the reason, he should not, even though he's the father of the house, he shouldn't make Bar So if he, and he says, even if he doesn't feel good, Chocham Avadia, or his son, Rav Yitzhak Yosef says, and after Havdalah, everyone else should take the Besamim and smell. Because, as we said, uh, and in fact, uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef says, if he makes the bracha, then, first of all, Shem Yivarach Al-Absamim Bein Brachas Havdalah, 
that if they make the bracha then, they should wait till later. Because then the Balabais is going to get confused. And he definitely can't make the bracha. So there you see, uh, he poskins, even if it's a corona case, it could be corona case might be different. Because the corona case, you do have the air pockets open. And therefore, maybe, according to, there might be a tzad, if you have someone there who's, who feels uncomfortable making the bracha, there's enough here to maybe say you can make the bracha as well. That's, so it, that, that's, yeah, that's the second weird bracha. There's the concept of the the, the, the fires in Gehenim, and why smelling it, it kind of um, alleviates your awareness that they're going to restart. So that doesn't sound seem like a fragrance thing. That seems like it's operating on a different level. Yeah. Still, like I said, weird bracha number two. Okay. I, 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 I have my weird bracha number three, which I want to share with you. Um, and that is... Um, That is, in this week's Parsha, we talk about um, the uh, our own staff, right? With the almonds? Yeah, the almonds. What bracha would you make on those almonds? <laughs> okay. What bracha would you make on the almonds... Of of our own staff. That's the third weird bracha. <laughs> okay, so Shackle, maybe. <laughs> good question, right? Yeah. Um, so here, let me, let me download it. Something to do with miracles. <laughs> oh, so you're right. So Richard has another point. Maybe a miracle thing. You don't, you know, you you don't. Right, a miracle bracha. Maybe you don't make a bracha on something that's miraculous. So they asked from Chaim Kanievsky. They asked from Chaim Kanievsky everything. So they asked from Chaim Kanievsky. Um, looks like I had this on my computer already. But they asked from Chaim Kanievsky this question about a bracha on the almonds of the staff of Aaron. So we have uh, um, Sheila says shakol because it's still uh, something you would eat, right? And and what did you say, Richard? It has to do with a miracle. So maybe you don't make a bracha at all, right? That's what you were saying. So let's take a look. Yay flying. Everybody can see. Here's a picture of Chaim, by the way, when he was much younger. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky, in his typical fashion, says, and this is from his Sefer, Time of the Crow, he says there's a machlokas achronim about something we learned in Shabbos. Let's say something grows, a tomato is growing from a plant in a pot that does not have a hole in it. What bracha do you make on that tomato? That shakal. So the Chayotim says that let's say it's not a tomato. Let's say it's wheat and you, the wheat grows in that area, and you make bread. Because you cannot make hamotzi, because that's not called ha'aretz. And, right, that's the chayodam. You can't call that the aretz. And he says, in the same way, you can't make on a tomato or fruit ha'aretz. When you say bore pri ha'adama, that's not, that's an artificial thing that you made. 
That's not the Oretz, and that's not the Adama, that's not the Eitz. So basically, that's what Shiva was saying, you make a Shakol, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The Chazanish says, you're right. It's not Oretz. Oretz is the earth. And we know it's not really connected to the earth. You're not Chayav on Shabbos for, for coats here, as we learned yesterday as well. But in terms of fruits and vegetables, you can say eights. That is an eights. And that is the Adama. It's not Ha'aretz. Ha'aretz is the earth. And even though this is on planet earth, it's something that you took off of the planet, so to speak, and put in the pot. So would it be different like uh, a vegetable that's hydroponic? Right, that would be the same thing. According to Chazanish, well, you, you, no, right, no, okay, Shiva. Adama, so that would you say Shiva? You wouldn't make Adama on that because there's no earth around it. Adama right. could be yeah, earth. Regardless. So it. hydroponics are in water, so, right. so you'd, you wouldn't make Shahakol on that. Whereas yeah, I mean, where in, this the, is the in the potted plant, Chazanish says you can make Adama or eights. So therefore, Chaim Kanievsky, the nephew of the Chazanish, says the mata of Aaron was a stick, was eights. Right? Like we say, Adzei Shitim Omdim. So it is an eights. So it's the, the Chaim Kanievsky is based on the Chazanish. You can make Bari Priha eights. It comes from an eights. Right? It's a piece of wood. The piece of wood can also be called eights. The same way the tree growing in the, uh, in the potted plant is a tree even though it's not, it's not like a normal tree, even a, yeah, stick, of, even a stick of wood, the, 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 the almonds came out of it. So therefore, it's the pre or eights. So the question is, is like on, on, if on almonds, the normal almonds, you would make hadama your yotze bidyevit, but if you make hadama in this case, you wouldn't. Be. <laughs> Good thinking, Sheila, because it's it's not a dumb. All it is is an eight. It's not it's not some ground, right? <laughs> is this the same staff that they turn into a snake? So it's not kosher at all. Well, that's the next. That's what Richard was saying. He says maybe you could say that it didn't grow naturally. It wasn't growing. It was a miracle that it came out. It's not that it started to burst forth with, with, with DNA and it started to grow, like the growth process began in it. We don't understand why there's almonds there, but maybe that's, that's a miraculous growth. He says that's sort of what we learned yesterday in, in the Gemara, like pitriot of mushrooms. Mushrooms are shakal. And therefore, Rav Chaim Kanievsky has a suffix. Either baripriya eats. Or shahakal, which would mean even miracle food, you would make shahakal, like on the mon, right? The mon, you would make a shahakal on, right? Or was it, or was it mozi lechaminha? That would be, that would be if you made, could be because it's called lechem avirim, right? Lechem min hashamayim. That's another side. Maybe you make lechem min hashamayim. Either way, you can make a brach on a miraculous food, right? The only thing is, so those are our three weird brachas. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.